everybody. Welcome to a special episode of High Vertical with your boys, Nick and Eric, talking sports, talking the balls, talking how the, how they get up and down the court. You know what I'm saying? Sure enough. Hey, Nick, for me, can you turn down your headset volume just a little bit? Is it eking over into the... Yeah, just a little bit. Just turn it down a little bit. Can you still hear it? Nope, you're good. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, welcome to the new episode of High Vertical, new week of sports stuff. It's all it's all going to shit. It's all going to fire. <laughs> <laughs> it is turns out not. no plan is not a good plan. <laughs> turns out letting this thing just figure itself out does not work. <laughs> um, we'll start with baseball just because it is a uh, I think this does segue into the NFL pretty well. Uh, the Miami Marlins have uh, postponed their uh, the next two games of their uh, schedule because many players and coaches tested positive for COVID-19. Um, this is not good. This was supposed to be the opening uh, game for the season for the Marlins. Um, and, and it just, I think, it, honestly, this kind of just uh, rein, re- reinforces the fact that if you want to have a sports thing going on this year you have to do it in a bubble yeah if you want it to be somewhat successful and just a heads up the pest control guy just showed up in my house i'm gonna grab my dog so she doesn't freak the fuck out <laughs> one second she said yay yeah, can we get married at the mile trying to i got her in the room with me i'm trying to make sure that she just doesn't even know that the guy's here okay you know so we'll see but she might start freaking out a little bit yeah she hears somebody (laughs) okay yeah yeah the guy closed the gate pretty loudly and uh she knows something's up she's not barking yet though All right, all right. I think she's good because she. I got her in a spot where she can't see what's going on, so she has to only rely on hearing. Perfect. Okay. So I think, I think, we're, we're, okay. So we were okay. at uh, Major League Baseball, Miami Marlins. Fourteen yeah. positive cases, I think. Last I checked. Yeah, I think uh, some more. I think today uh, an hour. So I think it's up to seventeen total now. And then they had to quarantine the Phillies because that's who they yes. played. Yes. So. And I think the next four games are probably going to be postponed. I think the next two games are definitely postponed, but I think they're talking about postponing the next two games. And then the the MLB commissioner got a, what's his name? Rob Manford. Yeah. That sound right. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Rob Manford um, came out and he has the a power to suspend any team season. If he feels like it's uh, um, if they, if he feels like they have a competitive disadvantage, and it, he hasn't he kind of had a statement yesterday and he said that he is not going to do that yet. But I think he'll end up doing it if we have more than 20 cases on the Marlins. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably going to end up happening for the Marlins. Yeah. The Phillies might be all right. Again, yeah. baseball, as much as they haven't had a plan, it is like one of the most 
naturally like social, social distance sports. So yeah, and they're all and the players are like the batters are pl- wearing masks when they go up to bat and stuff. Like it's just I, like you gotta you gotta cor- you gotta do a bubble, man. Sorry, it's like yeah. I know it costs a lot of money and it co- it is really hard to put together, but like. You can't have these teams traveling to like you can't have like the Marlins traveling to Philly and then coming back and playing the Orioles like I mean like of course they're going to test someone's going to test positive. Yeah, and the NFL is basically going forward with the same plan and it's also not going to work. <sighs> no, it's going to be really bad when like uh, a big Monday night game is coming and Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID and we're going to be having watching a uh, uh, Jordan Love uh, play quarterback against uh, <laughs> some team, and it's just going to be awful. Well, I think it's kind of good sometimes to watch the Packers do awful, but <laughs> I uh, I agree that it's not going to go well. Yeah, you know, it's like we've been saying that from the get go. Though we knew that like yeah. the only stuff that had a shot was like uh, you know, soccer, both you know, Premier League and MLS. We knew that NHL probably be all right, especially because they're in Canada an NBA because they're like, actually they actually have a plan and a system to prevent COVID cases. And thus far, all of those have done pretty well. The only time that there was issues with the MLS bubble is when uh, teams were testing to come back in. And I think a bunch of like Dallas and Nashville players had caught it, but that was like on their like way to Orlando. Like once they had gotten there immediately when they didn't pass their testing and they just got kicked out. Yeah. Uh, I think like, I wish the NFL would like, I think they can do a bubble and it could work if they did it in Texas and they split up all the teams into three different cities, Houston, Dallas, and uh, San Antonio split them all into those different cities. And like those, Texas has so many like football fields, like you could easily make a bubble in those three cities and have a competitive season. But yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't do a bubble. The NFL really needs to consider that. Yeah. I, Especially I once they admit that once they admit that fans aren't going to be able to show up this year and say finally. Yeah. They, they're that. getting rid of tailgating. Like a lot of teams are getting rid of that. I mean, some te- I think, mo- I think uh, LA said they're not going to have any fans in the stadium or something like that. Well, did they just say that because of their ticket sale numbers or because of COVID? Let me see. Let me see. LA Rams, no fans. That was that we'll was have limited about, or no fans. Yeah, of course, uh, how bad they're uh, <laughs> the LA fan base. Uh, they haven't come out and said it officially, but they are considering ha- limited or no fans, like most teams are. I think yeah. I think they should go no fans. I think we've talked about it on the pod on this pod, but I think that's the best safest way to. Yeah, sports kind of fans in general are just irresponsible. So like their mm-hmm. whole thing is to like get drunk and scream at games. You know, I mean, some people go for like a family friendly experience, but like there's the kind of people that are going to be going and taking the risk or like make no mistake. They're like mag all the way and uh, they don't believe in viruses or anything like that. So you're just kind of opening up a can of worms that you're not prepared to deal with if you let that fans into true. the stands until there's a vaccine or there's a treatment out there that makes this disease not as bad as it is right now. Just yeah. keep it shut down. Watch without fans for like a year or two. It probably isn't going to last much longer than that. But I get it though. It's easy for us to say there are millions of dollars on the line though. 
Yeah. I think college football definitely needs fans in the stands. Like they I don't think college football works without fans just because that's how they get most of their money is through home games ticket sales, like especially yeah. the big schools. I, so I, I really I really think they should postpone college football season to the spring. I, agree. I think maybe we'll have the vaccine by then and everything will be a little bit more lax, but I really hope there isn't a college football season this fall just because I just think it would be terrible for the sport to have like putting at these kids at risk. Like, come on. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you either cancel this college football season or yeah, you do a a shortened version in the spring. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like the NFL to push theirs back to the spring too, but I understand that like they're going to need to do like the full slate of games and you know, all luck, you know, we are able to turn this around by next year and then you got to start again in the fall, but that's not adequate time to recover from, a season that just happened like a month or two ago. Yeah. So and NFL just canceled preseason games yesterday, um, which is, and are they going to do the, the conjoined practices? I thought they, I heard they're going to have team instead of having preseason, they're just going to have conjoined practices and scrimmages. Oh, like scrimmages? Um, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard that. I thought but. that they were going to shut that down, but that was before they shut down preseason. So they, yeah, they might be doing that instead of preseason games but all i've heard is just like uh the different rules that they have for like um like transactions and all that and how you can like bring players like to and from your practice squad without penalty like without having to waive them or anything like that um which i think is good i think that should be a rule anyway yeah a lot of players are sitting out um yeah donta hightower just uh said that he was sitting out this morning which honestly is a good thing for the Patriots if you uh, if you think about a big picture, if they want to get a a top a top five pick in next year's draft. Who knows? I they think, might. I think they will. I think if they're definitely pivoting towards that. Any year to tank, it'd be this year. It it's is, kind of it funny this year, yeah. that like the most hated teams in the NBA and NFL, they like are finally on the verge of having their bad season. Like the Warriors had a terrible season. And then the mm-hmm. Patriots on the verge of having their first potentially bad season. Yeah. And now no one's able to really even enjoy it. They kind of actually picked the perfect seasons to have wasted seasons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good job. I think uh, we've always, I think we, you and me are always praising the Warriors uh, front office as being some smart guys up there. And I think yeah. they chose right this season. <laughs> I think that was really, really smart by Bob Myers to release the coronavirus yeah, I think that was it that was, was a brilliant move. front office move to trade uh, our yeah. freedoms for uh, a wasted year to to make his managerial skills look better is just fantastic. Now, Nick, before we move on to this Jamal Adams trade, I got to ask you: Did you see the interview with uh, President Donald J. Trump and the barstool guy Dave Portnoy? <laughs> uh, no. But was um, Dave Portman the guy that got in trouble? Dave Portnoy. Uh, he got in trouble just for, for uh, interviewing Donald Trump. But in oh. the in the interview, Donald Trump continues to refer to uh, the coronavirus as a Chinese flu. Yeah. The bar- Goldie, chill out. Okay, you said that uh, the barstool guy was calling it the Chinese flu. No, no, Donald Trump was calling it the Chinese flu. He was uh, doubling down. Oh, double- oh yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> Double down, Donnie. Double down, Donnie. Man, that interview was uh, very um, interesting. I recommend That's people uh, check it out. It's so very strange. Crazy that barstool got Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, so weird. I mean, I, I want to criticize it, but it's like probably pretty similar to how some people felt when 
Barack Obama was on WTF, you know, if you're like QAnon, then you're like, oh, what the fuck's he doing on Mark Maron's podcast? That's how I feel. About they're, ready, they're getting ready for a, uh, 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 a radical left wing uprising. They're going <laughs> to take our guns. They're going to take our guns. They're going to take our guns. The radical left wing revolution starts in Echo Park. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's uh, get on to this Jamal Adams trade. So the New York Jets, the New York stinking Jets uh, traded um, Jamal Adams to the Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks for, let me pull it up. Too much. Too much, some say. I believe it was a first round pick in next year's draft, okay. a third round pick in next year's draft. <laughs> And then another first round pick in 2022, and then Bradley McDougal. And in return, Seattle received Jamal Adams and uh, a fourth round pick in next year's draft. Yes, um, I don't. I don't know, man. This trade, I get it on both sides. I think the Seattle wanted to make a big move. I think they wanted to add a star, on, like to replace their, uh, the loss of Earl Thomas and maybe a successor to uh, the Legion of Boom. They needed they needed a, a corner piece there, and I think they saw Jamal Adams as that. Look, Jamal Adams didn't want to be there. Did they give up too much? Sure. Um, Seattle kind of like uh, made its money on drafting guys in the third and fifth round and turning them into stars, such as Russell Wilson, uh, Richard Sherman, um the list goes on and on with how many players they've added through that. Um, I don't know. I think this is, I don't hate this move. I, I think it works for both teams. I think I understand the argument for giving up too much. I don't like they gave, I don't like that the fact that they gave up a player in this trade. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that was necessary with all the other stuff that they're getting, they're giving up. So that there is a loss of depth there for the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think this is a super bowl move or a, a move to position them to get to the Super Bowl. I think this is a move to help them in their division. Right. But then that's where I think that it's too much because I mean, Jamal Adams is amazing. I think we are on the same page on that, but he, he's a verbal talent. Yeah. But he's like, you know, he's been the best player on a, a five and 11 team for the past few years. I mean, he's like, he doesn't necessarily, it's not all his fault, obviously, because the jets are a shit show. But he doesn't impact he doesn't winning. Translate to wins, yeah, yeah, in, in a way to where like you need to, you know, that he's such a significant upgrade over Bradley McDougal that you throw all those that draft capital, and then you're gonna have to give him an extension. And yeah. also, what does that mean for Jadavion Clowney? I guess they've given up on him. I mean, they're not gonna, especially with the financial state of the league, they're not gonna be able to pay both those guys. No, not gonna be able to pay both of those guys. No, I think letting I, I don't know. I'm not a big Jadavian Clowney fan. I think he's an explosive talent, and like the uh, that to me is about it. I don't. He's not a technical pass rusher. He's just an athletic freak that you just put on the field, and maybe something's going to happen. Yeah, he's asking for too much money. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, he has to. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think he should just sit out the season. Yeah, I mean, at this point, why the fuck not? Yeah. There's honestly, literally no incentive to come back. No, and honestly, rest your body up. You're probably going to make more money next year when you decide to come back, and teams are going to be uh, kind of in a weird spot when a lot of their players are injured because of lack of depth, and they're going to need him. 
Yeah. So if I was Jadavian, I'd I'd sit this season out or like at least wait till the season starts and maybe join a team halfway through the season or something. I do wonder though if he's going to get less money because I mean there's just going to be less money to go around because the the cap this year in the NFL was around two hundred million per team, Mm -hmm. and there's estimates that it could drop to as low as one hundred and fifty million due to all the lost revenue. Well, he's going to lose money either way, right? Yeah, I mean, so he shouldn't put himself at risk this year. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play the season if I was him. But that's just me. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy that with the uh, with the way things have gone, like the both the NFL and NBA were making like they saw such a huge spike in revenue that their caps climbed so much in the past yeah. like five ten years, mm-hmm. and now especially it's the NBA. like all yeah, especially the NBA. Now all that progress is basically like getting wiped away. The NBA is expected to hold steady at their cap. I think it was like it's I yeah, think at one hundred eight or one hundred nine. And then if ad sales go well and yeah, they still, they still have their TV contracts and stuff. So that's, that's going well. And they played most of the season. So they like lost on some ticket revenue for sure. And they lost off on that playoff ticket revenue, which sucks, but they were able to like have some fans in the stands. Whereas the NFL is probably not going to have any fans in the stands at any point this season. No. So, and uh, the season might not go yeah. on. So that, yeah. that could yeah. drop the cap significantly. So all these players I got paid before that you got to have tough conversations about restructuring contracts because you might not be able to field a full team with the limited money you have going around yeah to me like the NFL like and they need here's the thing with the NFL and football in general you need like the 80 players on the roster 63 players on the roster at any given time just because literally you're a play away from an injury like like fielding a football team is a hard thing to do like really hard to do and like in some of these guys man like we, we we're, we're, th- we're thinking about all the guys who are high getting multi-million dollar contracts but like how about the dudes who are on the practice squads or the guys who like are undrafted free agents who are making a really tough decision on coming back and like should i play and make money or or risk getting covid or risk uh putting my family at, like in danger from me playing like what's what is yeah. Should I just sit and out? And then risk Should getting I, like, seriously hurt on top of that, like physically. And then risk getting hurt and then risk sitting out and then not having a spot in the in the league when it comes back. Right. I think the players union really fucked up. I really feel that in my hearts of hearts. I think the players union sucks for the NFL. I think it's oh, absolutely yeah. terrible. I feel like they have no power whatsoever. And I think they kind of showed that with this whole the um coming back and not having a bubble and having these like awful protective measures for players who get cut and stuff like kind of is awful and like they have a stipend like only a 300,000 stipend for some players and who decide to sit out and that they don't get anything more or less than that yeah the owners <sighs> just consistently just own the players yeah. union it's kind of yeah. ridiculous it's i mean the- i don't it's it's honestly a uh, i would say a 80 80 80 20 power power struggle there with the owners owning 80 percent of the power and players union only 20 percent when it should be like 60 50 or 40 50 in favor of the owners obviously because they do put up most of the money they put up all the money but it's kind of it's honestly uh, i i was hoping they would go on strike when the collective bargaining agreement uh kind of came up but i don't think they're gonna i just just feel like i mean now they'll probably yeah i think they'll have all the motivation in the world to strike now because 
they are just not going to get paid what they should get paid. You know, they were yeah. like trying to work their way to get more money and more guaranteed money. That might be what it has to go to, but there'll be less money going around. You know, they might get yeah. their fully guaranteed contracts, but I mean, even that yeah. would be a struggle just because the, the way the NFL is run, it's not for all the, the issues of the NBA players union. It's way better. Oh, yeah. The NFL sure. players. Yeah. Well, I just think the NBA is a more progressive league. And I think yes. Adam Silver is kind of is the head of that. And he is very pro player. Like David Stern before him was like extremely pro player. When I, well, while I feel Roger Goodell it does have the players in mind, he is obviously a robot for the owners. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I feel like Adam Silver really doesn't give a fuck about what the NBA owners think or feel when it comes to player safety or players making money. Which is that's why I love Adam Silver. I don't understand the hate when anybody ever boos him. I'm like, you honestly don't follow basketball. Then. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's this guy's the best commissioner like sports has had since like I would say for a very long time. Probably well, since they States boo him time. because they always do the draft is, in New yeah. York, and New York's yeah. just a terrible place full of terrible people. So stinky just, people, just stinky, stinky, hating ass people. So that's that's where Adam Silver runs an issue. But like, it's not. Even when people boo Adam Silver, it's not you can tell it's like phony yeah. booing. It's not the same passion that like NFL fans legitimately have for Roger Goodell. Like I'll they they hate him. We hate him. He is so terrible at his job. I mean, he's good in a way that like he like the NFL never drops off, but like that's I don't know if that's really him necessarily. That's just just a sport. <laughs> just a sport, yeah. Just because people love football so much. But you know, it's like people don't like the way the country's being run, but you know, we're still going to live here because yeah, you know, it's just what we know. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I have any more NFL news. Mm, oh, the Vikings head trainer tested positive for coronavirus. This is the first ill omen for the NFL. Yeah. And, a, and a tested positive, uh, top draft choice, three other rookies on the COVID-19 reserve list for the Vikings. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not, not yeah. good at all. Just the first shoe to drop. Yeah. I think that's the expression. Shoe to drop. Shoe to drop. Do you think the Viking the the Raiders are the Raiders are definitely going to play in their new stadium, right? It's still it's finished, right? Are they still- <laughs> yeah, I think they it is finished. I forgot that they just spent all that money relocating <laughs> that team and building that stadium yeah. for zero dollars their first year. <laughs> and the fuck out and the Rams and Chargers they have that fucking SoFi Stadium like that shit was a, like the most thing, expensive dude. stadium, right? The owners I don't think give that much of a fuck. It's really yeah. just a total waste of taxpayer money so far. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, let's move on to the NBA, baby. All right. Set him up, Eric. Give him the narrative. I'm going to let the dog out of the room because the pest guy's gone. All right. So I think we should start with Zion is back. He uh, left the bubble. Um, for a family emergency, but apparently, did, Nick, did you hear that they, they there's reports that Zion was at a strip club? Oh, Zion was at a strip club too. Yeah, and uh, and <laughs> <laughs> these boys. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be Google search it because I didn't expect that for... from from Zion. I uh, when Lou did it, 
It made sense. That's, that's sweet Lou, baby. Sweet Lou. That's what you know. That's what he yeah, do. Again, but. how did the how did the NBA not think of having some fucking hoes at the at the fucking bubble, man? Why didn't they just uh, hit up Bobby Kraft's uh, masseuses down by mm-hmm. Mar-a-Lago and just like you know have like a little rub and tug operation at uh, Walt I Disney mean, World? What a major oversight from the <laughs> from the NBA not having some fucking gash just, on 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 the bubble. I forget if I uh, if I said it last week or not, but can we just make prostitution legal? Like, yes, I mean it's it such a it's it's the oldest profession, maybe. Yeah, just and then that way people wouldn't look down at bringing a bunch of prostitutes into Disney World and mm-hmm. letting the NBA players run train on them. Look, all right, so uh, I have not. I don't see anything about Zion at a strip club. Um, that sounds like uh, a fake, yeah, like Twitter yeah, thing. Yeah. So Lou Williams, though, was found at the strip club in Orlando. And now he is in a 10 day NBA quarantine. I think he's going to miss two games suspension, which is appropriate, obviously. But um, he visited a strip club for the chicken wings. He yeah, he was in Magic City in Atlanta. Yeah. And he visited for the, the, yeah, the chicken wings. He said he didn't stick around at all. There were uh, photos of him and a uh, white rapper, Jack Harlow, at Magic City. Um, that apparently surfaced like the day after his alleged visit and they were wearing masks and shit like that. So it was definitely during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's Lou Williams said that that was from a different night and Jack Harlow said that that was from a different night. Who knows who's telling the truth? I mean, I guess we can believe Lou. I, I was listening to Bomani Jones talk about it with Kendrick Perkins. Bomani Jones. And I, I really like and respect Bomani Jones. So I'm going to take his word for it. And apparently in black culture, it's, you know, not as weird as a white person like me would think about someone going to a strip club specifically to pick up chicken wings and then leaving. So I thought that for sure he went and beyond just saw some titties, like probably fucked someone at the strip club (laughs) and then left, you know, now that he's got like a clear mind. He's like, all right, now I can go back to the bubble. That was my opinion. But Bomani is telling me that, that that might be a little bit, you know, that might be mighty white of me to suggest that. So <laughs> I'm going to take his word for it and say that he was just going for the chicken wings, but he should have just had that shit door dashed. For sure. I mean, it, does Magic City have good wings? Apparently they like name. Uh, apparently the wings are great at, at strip clubs in general. Wings tend to be pretty good, but Magic City, I guess, has some amazing ones. And Lou Williams, like, has something named after him on the menu, probably some mm. wings, um, because mm. he frequents there. So hmm. so it's not right. that weird. It's just, uh, apparently, it's not that weird. Okay. Uh, mean... He should definitely get quarantined for longer and uh, and uh, suspended a couple games, because that's, you know, that you kind of got to send a message of, like, don't go out unless you need to go out. Like you can, you know, have someone fucking pick that shit up and drop it off to you then, you know, like yeah. don't, don't subject yourself to that kind of environment. In other news, Nick, how do you feel about Tom Thibodeau running the New York Knicks? Oh, God, I didn't even put that in the keep. It, it To me, it's just, I like Tibbs. I don't see it working out. This seems like a very Knicks move. Yeah. This seems like the most Knicks move. I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know, man. Like the Knicks are such a sh- uh, in a shit place right now. 
losing Zion and hopefully and they lost KD in this uh, last offseason. Like, they have nothing going for them. I'm not well, sure like, if Tibbs, Tibbs is a, a beacon for free agents to come play in New York, but no, probably not. I think they're. I, this sounds like a, a kind of waving of the white flag on uh, free agents where they're like, okay, we can't expect anyone to just like come in and fix this environment. So we got to, we got to like get someone that's going to up the work ethic of our young players. It may work. It may not. Um, I lean on the side of it, not working because it's the Knicks, but I respect Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose, I think that's an interesting move for GM. I kind of like the agent to general manager moves. I think mm-hmm. that that bodes well for the future because I, I just think they kind of like they have a better idea of how to like shift the culture to make a team more appealing to free agents. Mm-hmm. So perhaps there's some kind of method behind the madness. I could see um, Leon Rose also pursuing Chris Paul. I don't think that'd be a terrible move because the Knicks don't have like a lot of money locked up. Yeah. I mean, even during this COVID shit, they're still like, they're not strapped for cash or anything like that. You know, they're going to make their money. Um, so you might as well bring Chris Paul in, get a mentor to just, and, and Tom Thibodeau to kind of try to bring the best out of these young people. Cause I think Leon Rose realizes that what is going to attract free agents back to New York is winning. Because like no one wants to join the circus, you know, they may be in New York, but they're like notorious losers, their fans hate them, their owners a joke, all that. So it's time to just get guys that may not be the flashiest names and, you know, aren't going to get them a championship, but will probably elevate the level of play night in and night out. Mm -hmm. And, and that might be the catalyst to start attracting more free agents and trying to rebuild the culture really quickly to net a Giannis or someone from that 2021 class but it is the Knicks I say all this but it is the Knicks it is the Knicks that's that's that is for damn sure it is the Knicks uh, I, I, I I don't know man I don't think they're gonna land anybody I, <laughs> I the, don't think the they're best their best bet is just building from the inside out yeah, I think Giannis either stays with Milwaukee or he goes to Miami or Toronto. I don't think that he, I don't believe this hype that he's going to go to the Knicks. Yeah, I don't see why he would. I mean, that's just the worst. If you're going to go to the Knicks, might as well just stay in Milwaukee, man. Yeah, you can find culture in Miami and Toronto. Yeah, you know, if you want, if that's what he wants, if he wants culture. Um. Uh, have you been enjoying these scrimmage games? Dude, I have loved them. They're crazy, man. They're great. They're they're way more entertaining than I thought they'd be. Maybe it's just because I'm like, you know, I haven't watched basketball in so long. But like now that the scrimmage games are on, it's like all I really want to watch. And all I really want to read about, you know, it's just like what's going on in the scrimmages because there's like so many uh, so many players coming back that I didn't realize like I didn't realize Yusuf Nurkic was healthy again, and I watched him play on Sunday, mm-hmm. and he like hasn't skipped a beat. He's nice, was amazing, and you know there's like other guys too that you get to see from you know deep in the bench. It's kind of nice. Like I'm, you know, I've watched all the Celtics scrimmage games so far, and you know you get to see the young guys and how they're doing. So mm-hmm. 
I haven't. Yeah, I mean, have Duncan Robinson. Du- Duncan Robinson has been on fire. Has literally not skipped a beat. Nice. Like he is continuing his hot streak. Um, Tyler Hero has been on and off. I know he's he's been playing hard. He's playing with a lot of fire. So I always I always enjoy that. Um, getting to the rim, which I think is I think the next evolution in his game is attacking the rim. Love to see that. He got fucking swatted by Rudy uh, Corona Gobert. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but hey, hey, man, he went right up to him, man. I, I love that. No fear. Hey, you gotta do, going I mean, against, yeah. If you're gonna go up to him, you know, do it in a scrimmage at least. You know, you gotta yeah. at least see. You gotta Try, learn how you gotta to get around how, guys like that. You gotta see how the practice, how you've been training, how if it's been paying off. And right. dude, he's going. He was going up against the defensive uh, player of the year, multiple defensive player of the year. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. It's good experience. I mean, Good experience. Yeah, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy has been facilitating. He's been uh, all around. He's been our jack of trade, jack of all trades, getting rebounds and stuff. Kelly Olynyk has been on fire, dude. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk is, I think, going to be the X factor for the heat, for the Heat. This uh, this uh, uh, next. I think the next five games are going to be really big for Kelly Olynyk. Let me tell he, you, something. he was getting twenty points. He's he's been playoff Kelly, man. I'm telling you, it only lasts a few games. It only lasts, like he's, he's hey, hot man, he for was, a few he was games. Playing, he was playing like this before the season ended, dude. He was he was he was getting it before the season ended. If you look at his numbers, he was he was putting up some points, man. I mean, we'll we'll see how the no fans thing. Uh, I don't know if the fans really impacted him that much to begin with, but I will I say, uh, I will say that I've. From the Boston Celtics days, I had gotten accustomed with Kelly Olynyk, like catching fire for a few games, and then kind of cools off, and then he'll catch fire again and cool off. He's a great role player, though. So X factor, he definitely could be an X factor in a playoff series, like he was against Washington, or um, I just think he can show up against the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you need someone to pull uh, Giannis's arm out of a socket, he can do it. You know, he's down to do I mean, it. Who else would you ask to do it? Yeah, that's Kelly Olynyk, dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> uh have you know what i don't like though uh from this uh, whole nba bubble the fans like the the uh, webcam <laughs> footage of the fans in the background it's really weird it's strange i don't like that they gotta take they gotta get rid of that i thought it would be a good idea and then i realized it's not a good idea no maybe every now and again show them but like t- please don't have them on the screen on, on there the whole time you know i think weird. i think that they should have pumped in crowd noise Hmm. Or just at least give you the option to watch it with crowd noise or without. Yeah, I, it'd be cool if there was like a a system where uh they like had a a dude that had like an eight oh eight and um or like a drum pad, you know, and then he would just have like a DJ. <laughs> yeah, you like have the DJ that's like playing the music stuff because they have music there and shit. So you have a DJ yeah. doing that, but then he also controls like the crowd reaction. So you take like sound bites of like the you know cheers and like the three and like mm-hmm. oh and boo and all that. And I he do just, like, like the video that. package stuff for all the teams though when uh when it's like Boston has the ball and they're on offense and it's all green and you have like the Bas- the Boston chance or whatever and. I like that, and the Heat have one too, and all they all of that stuff. But just yeah, well, it's weird because they have like the they have like the Let's Go Celtics chant, but no yeah. one's chanting Let's Go Celtics. Just do 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 in an empty arena. <laughs> it's really they don't have really someone. Bizarre. They don't have like fake crowd noise saying Let's Go Celtics. No, they should. That's they had, what I'm saying. For the they Heat, should. for the Heat, they had that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They had they, the Let's Go Heat. They had the bunch of people saying that Let's Go Heat. Yeah, they they should do that for all the teams. Yeah. 
but I'm I am like really excited for a Thursday. It's going to be a great day. We're so well, close. I was going to ask you, do you think since I'm unemployed and getting money from the government that I should commit <laughs> to just watching every single NBA yes. game? <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, why wouldn't you? You right. love basketball. You have nothing else going on. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I'll just have to deal Might with well. uh, my dad scowling at me for making money just watching NBA all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, man, so uh, Thursday games kick off. We got uh, we went over the schedule, but Thursday I think we should just go over like the game. This Thursday we got the Pelicans and the the Jazz and the Clippers and Lakers. Yeah. Zion should be back. I think. I think yeah. his quarantine Zion, ends uh, yeah. today. Do you think he'll play? Do you think he'll? He, he's not going to start, obviously, but do you think he'll play? I think he'll play. Yeah, I, I think, think Adam Silver's uh, going to make a call to Alvin Gentry, like he has to play. Please play him. We, just give him. We've been making all the money. Please, <laughs> please give him fifteen minutes in the first quarter, please. Yeah. Well, he'll probably be able to practice with them. Yeah, hopefully for like a day or two before, and like get a, a little bit back into shape, and then yeah, have him like come off the bench for a yeah. game, and then you know, hopefully he'll be back into <sighs> it. it. At 9 p.m., we got Clippers, Lakers. Ooh, Ooh no, <laughs> no Lou, man. But Paul George and Kawhi have been on fire this scrimmage, and the Lakers have been okay. I, I don't think LeBron has had a, a big game like Paul George has been just killing it from the, yeah. uh, from the three, like straight up killing it. This is going to be a really interesting game, uh, and I think it's going to be kind of important for the seeding because these teams are one and two in the West. And that when a win and a loss between them, both of them is a big, big deal when it comes to the these uh, restart schedule. Yeah, so. and that, that's uh, that's like the tie-breaking match, right? It could be uh, it could push the season series to two-two, or the Clippers have the advantage, which uh, makes the narrative towards the playoffs. You know what team? I, you know what team I was kind of wrong about uh, when we were talking about the schedule. Uh, I think the first two episodes. I think the Suns are going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, I was watching them in the scrimmage against the Celtics, and they're doing pretty good. I mean, the Celtics won, but Devin Booker looked pretty good. DeAndre Ayton looked good, and I really like mm-hmm. that Michael Bridges guy. Yeah, me too. I love Michael Bridges. Um, I think that squad is going to be really fun to watch. Um, I think Friday's games are a little weaker. We I, no, never mind. We got. I would say we got two good games. We got uh, Bucks, Celtics, and Rockets, Mavs. Um, yeah. well, I think I, the Bucks, Celtics game is a is a, a must watch. Is a must watch for anybody. For I think sure. the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, they play uh, before the Celtics, Bucks. Is it going to be an interesting game? I think if the if the Trailblazers are for real, they'll blow out the Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm very interested in the the Grizzlies, Trailblazers game because that kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, I think Bill Simmons talked about it in his podcast last week where he's like, the Trailblazers win that, then it's like, you know, full speed ahead. And Portland, I agree with what he said, which Portland and LA would be a very, a much more competitive matchup than I think New Orleans, LA, and definitely Memphis, LA. Like yeah. Memphis, LA, I think is a sweep for LA. Um, yeah, I think I would love five. to see the Trailblazers get that AC. Yeah, that could, I could legitimately see that going six, seven games. New Orleans, yeah. I, I, only think goes like six games at best, but probably only four or five. I got to see them play more before I make that judgment, just because they are such a young squad. I got to see how they play in there. Again, the jazz game is going to be huge for the Pelicans. Yeah, I think I think they got to lean on their veterans in like the early parts of this uh, restart. Yeah, we got to got to get some big performances from Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram and JJ and JJ. Um, (laughs) 
Rockets, Mavs. Dude, I think I, I really am afraid of James Harden this going off on this in this restart. <laughs> I am I'm afraid that he's yeah. just gonna rack it up. I uh I was watching some Houston and Memphis scrimmage Sunday mm-hmm. night. And man, I just hate watching the Rockets play. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I of hate their, of the way yeah, I, the I need ball. it to. Fl- I need that to flame out. I need this restart to be a disaster for them, and you know, mm-hmm. no, nothing well, against Mike up, D'Antoni. Their first game is against uh, their first game is up t- to me up against a team that could. Uh, they're right below. They're right behind. Is the Mavs? This this is a big game for both these teams. If the Mavs, I think the Mavs are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't, I honestly don't know. That game to me is a coin flip. I can see it going either way. I think the Mavs will win, but yeah, it is a coin flip. It is going to be interesting to see. You know, I mm-hmm. will for sure be watching. But yeah, I and think then uh, Saturday I got I'm a uh, against my heater against uh, my Nuggets. That'd be my, a good game. My big my big Nuggets. It's gonna be an interesting game. Heat Heat match up well with big teams, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's a it's our, our hopefully future. Bam starts. I'm not sure. Hopefully Bam starts because he he he's back. He came back. Uh, I think last week. Oh, he hasn't been playing in the scrimmages. Uh, He hasn't played one scrimmage game. No, Uh, I wonder if they'll get him in on the on the last one. Do you guys have one more left? Mm, I think we. Uh, I I think we do. Yeah, I think we do. Uh, I saw the schedule. We don't. Oh no! Yeah, you do. Uh, You have one coming up in two two hours. Yeah, two p.m. today. It's the Grizzlies. I watch that. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to start or not, but we'll see. You know what sucks because uh, going. Hopefully, he plays. I want him to play. I, I do too. He's amazing. Um, oh, also, I guess we can bring up a little bit that the Heat aren't extending him, but I think most most media outlets are doing a good job of covering this. But just to uh, clarify, they're not extending him due to financial purposes to keep their flexibility open for twenty twenty one. But that there's no way he's leaving the Heat. No, yeah, of course not. I no, mean, Pat Riley's not getting rid of him. No way, dude. So if anyone it's that listens think- thinks they're going to yeah. get Bam Adebayo. Yeah, there's no way uh, Pat Riley would let him go. <laughs> no, he's he's so good. Happen. He's so, yeah. like we talked about. Once he gets Dude, the jump shot, he's. I'm, watch, I'm watching some Kelly Olynyk uh, highlights right now against the Jazz. <laughs> he put up 27. He was 10 for 16 and grabbed eight rebounds. <laughs> he was balling, man. I'm watching him right now. He's fucking straight balling. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who I was watching highlights of uh, the other day from the Celtics and I'm like man mm-hmm. I need a job <laughs> I was like Robert <laughs> Williams or somebody <laughs> oh my god I need a I really need to get some work here <laughs> Robert Williams on Twitter is really good he's a uh, funny a, you know his nickname uh Time Lord right Time Lord yeah they call him a uh, Time Lord because he um he missed his conference call with the Celtics after he got drafted uh because mm-hmm. he overslept and then he uh, got the time wrong for his flight out to Summer League. Um, and so they called him Time Lord because he um, he was like never on time. But like he controls time because he's so imposing and so funny that uh, they call him Time Lord now. I think it's a great nickname for a basketball player. Time Lord it is a good nickname. He uh, somebody uh, Jesse Jesse Kelly. He uh, he tweeted if. The- He's a he's verified on Twitter. I'm not sure what he does, but he tweeted: "If the NFL wants to speak out against systematic racism, they should immediately suspend every player who has five kids with four different women, because this hurts black people more than the cops ever do." And then he posted the the uh, Friday Chris Tucker uh, clip of him shooing shooing away the gif. Oh, uh, I thought well, that was very funny. 
That's that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I will say that uh, assuming that those uh, those players pay child support um, with their earnings, it's probably fine. That probably doesn't cause as much harm as like a, a constant uh, police no. presence and surveillance state does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, no! Um, I guess we could do the seating. We could do the. We could see how we're 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 going to predict the seating for real the, uh, quick. One thing we should bring up because I think it's flying on the radar of how uh, mm-hmm. how shitty it is is Domas Sabonis out. Oh yeah, plantar fasciitis. Yeah. That's a big loss for Indiana. Yeah, big it's win a for the Heat. Big, big win, win for the heat. Heat. <laughs> big win for the Heat and the Sixers. But uh, big win, big L for Indiana. Yeah, big Hopefully L, he man. can that come sucks, back, yeah. but. I don't know, man. That seemed pretty bad. I mean, unless unless they get matched up with the Celtics in the first round, then he should just call it a year. But yeah. that's that's a that's an all star out. That is an all star. I think he's the only player that like of all star right of uh, all star tier that has had a bad injury like that. I think so. Yeah, because I'm looking at the other teams and I can't think of anyone else who's out that was in the all star game. Thank so, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference? Yeah, at least start with the West. All right. So, I'm going to go one Clippers, Ooh. two Lakers, three Nuggets. Mm, I'm going to go Rockets, four, OKC, five. Actually, no, you know, I'm going to go Jazz, Jazz, five. OKC, I'm going to have OKC, seven. I'm gonna have Mavs six, and then I'll I'll have the Trailblazers at eight. All right, I uh, I think that's pretty good. I'm surprised that you think that the Clippers are gonna make up that much ground. The Lakers, but so I think the Lakers hold on. The Clippers stay at number two. Really, you think the Lakers are gonna hold on? Yeah, they're five and a half games up with only yeah. eight games to go, and they only have one head to head against each other. So the Clippers can gain a game on them then, but then they still have to gain four and a half games on mm-hmm. them. So they basically have mm-hmm. to win five, and the Lakers lose five. Hmm. To, or yeah, win five and Lakers lose five from that point on. So you mm-hmm. basically you need the Clippers to go six and two and the Lakers going two and six. I definitely see yeah, the Clippers yeah, going yeah. six and two, but Lakers going two and six. I think they'll at least go three and five and four and four. They'll be able yeah. to. You know, I'll, you're right. I'm, I'll go Lakers one, Clippers two, then yeah. Rest so yeah. Lakers, Clippers. I got the Nuggets at three. I think the Thunder are going to be four. I'm. I mm. saw them in the scrimmage against the Celtics, and I've seen them play a little bit here and there too in their other scrimmage matchup. I've been watching the Jazz too, and I I think the Jazz. I think Rudy Gobert is about to go off. He's been having he's been having a really good scrimmage defensively. He's on a mission. I I think he's on a mission. They don't him have Donovan. I, I they think don't have Bogey though. That's yeah, where... but I, I think Donovan Mitchell and Rudy can carry carry them to the four seed. Yeah, I'm. I'll put them in the the fifth seed. We go OKC in the fourth, Utah in the fifth. I think Dallas, Dallas could climb up to the sixth, and Houston drops mm. back to seventh. Okay, and then yeah, I also have Portland going in uh, at eighth. I think Portland's going to be the real deal. Same. Um, um, and the East, East, I got Bucks. Mm-hmm. I want to put the Celtics too. But they're down three games. Uh, they can I, make up one game on Toronto can, yeah. with the matchup, but I don't know. Toronto's yeah. got a tough schedule, so it's e- easier to see that happening than like a Clippers yeah. Lakers swap. But I still, you don't know, know, I'll put the I'll put Celtics two. I'll put Ooh. the Toronto Raptors three. I'll put the I'll put the Heat four. 
I'll put Sixers five. Pace. I put. Oh man, I put the Pacers. Uh, I put the Pacers right at the six spot, and I'll have. Uh, honestly, be you, you can coin flip the Nets or Magic. Who gives a fuck? And <laughs> that's about and, and, and why is Washington even here? <laughs> yeah, why is Washington even here? There's, there's no way. <laughs> there's no, no way. possible way they're gonna make it. There's that, no way, dude. I watched. I watched. Uh, I watched the highlights of the scrimmage with Denver. And um, the scrimmage with the Lakers yesterday, dude, I only know maybe like two or three guys on that team. All I know is Roy Hachimura. No, Roy Hachimura. I know uh, Ish Smith. I kind of know Admiral Schofield. I know of him. (laughs) I, I remember March Madness last year. It's a lot of college guys, like guys that were in March Madness last year. Or guys from the G League that yeah. it's it's not going to go. But Brooklyn, I think, is terrible as well. So I think yeah. they're going to be eight. Yeah, I think Magic will probably go seven. Yeah, Magic would go seven. They might get Jonathan Isaac back, which would be cool. I oh, guess. he's back. He played yesterday. Oh, nice. Okay, so he's he had a back. good game. Nice, good for him. I like that guy. Uh, I want to see him do yeah, some good, good things. Good defensive player. I think yeah. Indiana goes six. I'm honestly because Philly's been looking pretty good. In the scrimmage, not that Miami hasn't either. I think Miami has a tougher m- schedule. That is for sure. They have a tougher schedule. I think I might. Hmm. You could. I, I think they. Uh, I, I see the argument for them being the four seed. Yeah. I think. I think Philly might end up getting to the four seed, but I don't know. At the same time, I like. I don't want to count on Philly anymore this year, so I'll, I'll probably keep them at fifth. Miami at fourth. Um. Uh, well, depending on how slow uh, Bam and all them and Kendrick Nunn yeah. and all that are coming back, I'm, I might go Miami five and Philadelphia four. Given that, mm-hmm. I think Toronto holds on to two. I think Boston stays at three, but I think they make it close, make it interesting, mm-hmm. and then Milwaukee. So if yeah. Miami gets if Miami gets to five, who do they play in the playoffs? Do they play the uh, Celtics? They play the Sixers first round. Oh, the Sixers. Oh, first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, six. Yeah. yeah if, or maybe, if sorry, five. Philly jumps up to four, then yeah. they would play the the Sixers still. I think either way, it's going to be a Heat Sixers <sighs> first round. It could go either way. But, God, I hate that. I don't want to play them at all. Yeah, that's like the that's the one matchup no one wants in the first round is Philly. I really don't want to play them, even though I think we we do match up with them pretty well. But I don't know. I love that. Uh, you guys. Uh. You guys in Philly will like duke it out to see who gets to play the Bucks, and I like go seven like, games, and then we'll be fucking exhausted. <laughs> yeah, and then the Bucks probably win in Game Seven, but maybe the Celtics are there ready to pounce on a tired Milwaukee team. But if the Celtics <laughs> and Raptors play in the second round, that that could probably go six or seven games too, and that could really go either way. I guess. Do you want to do a? I don't think we should yet on who's going to win the whole thing. Nah, I yeah, I'd rather, I think I'd rather so see much how it's some, looking. Yeah. Um, in a couple weeks, yeah. I get. We'll just probably just wait till the end of Playoffs, the year. Actually, yeah, yeah like yeah. the end of the restart of the eight games, yeah. and then. We'll... I think the Clippers are easily the favorite coming into this uh, bubble. Yeah, in I think my, the Clippers, in, in my opinion, are. Yeah, I think they're I the guess, favorites, but we'll see. We'll see. As how of right now, going. calling it beforehand, I think it'll yeah. be a Clippers Bucks final, but we'll see how everyone responds. Yeah, that'd be restart. good finals. I, like Kawhi and Paul George are just. If they continue this high level play, I really don't see anybody beating them when they, be, in a game that matters. I would be interested in any finals that includes the Clippers and Lakers and any of the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, or Sixers. 
Yeah, those would all be good games. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that result if that's what it mm-hmm. ends up to. But I would be most happy with the. I'd be most happy with the Celtics Clippers. I'd want the Celtics Lakers to be played in front of fans. Same. Well, I think that kind of does it for this week's episode of High Vertical. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with some uh, real NBA stuff to talk about, some actual game analysis and stuff, because Nick's going to watch every game. Every game. I'll let you guys know. what's going. I'm going to even watch the Washington Wizards. Oh, my God. I mean, the Wizards are playing the Suns in the first game, so it's not you're not it's not a total shit show. But <laughs> yeah, you know the cap's gonna be a little tight next year, so I want to see who the Celtics maybe, can maybe pick Devin up for Booker the goes, minimum. <laughs> maybe Devin Booker goes for sixty that game. That if it's gonna happen, <laughs> if you're gonna see some career numbers, it's gonna be against the Wizards and the Nets. Now, now when uh, no, I'm sorry, this is a little. We can close out the show with this. When we look back at these stats that any of these players are going to put up, are the, is there going to be an asterisk next to those stats? I think. I think. I wouldn't put an asterisk next to any stat. I would put it against like the year for the standings. If you're wondering why this team played like three more games than that team or mm. whatever, I would just, the only reason the asterisk should be there is like to show like this was the COVID-19 shortened season, similar to how like if the players would go on strike, you know, or like the lockout season from a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. they put an asterisk next to it and be like, this was a shortened season because of the lockout. Okay. But I Great. think the stats are all completely valid and all that. So I think it's it's fine. You know, it's it, people made a sense. I mean, a lot of the, like the Wizards probably would have done something similar if the regular season had been uninterrupted. They probably would have started sitting Brad Beal and Davis Bertans and all that. So this isn't like all the people sitting out isn't that weird to me. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, same time. Hopefully, uh, this episode's coming out later today, around uh, 4 o'clock, hopefully. And uh, we'll see you again next week around 4. Let's just be happy uh, the NBA is back, baby. The NBA is back. Uh, Will the season see? Will we see this whole season turn out? Will we see everything happen? Will we see the finals? I don't know, but we are going to get a couple of regular season NBA games these next uh, this next uh, full week. So get a suit enjoy it. Yes, can we get a Sue Woo? Sue Woo? <laughs> uh, there is Shout no... out, cocaine. <laughs> We're going to be is needing that, that. Is that Lou Williams? <laughs> it's Lou Williams at Magic City. Shout out, cocaine. <laughs> yeah, actually, this is a, this is a clip uh, um, from Alvin Gentry when he heard about uh, Lou Williams. <laughs> and this is uh this is uh also Lou Williams when he was at the club. She said, Yeah, can we get married at the mall? <laughs> Bye. Hey, bet those wings were worth it. <laughs> <laughs>